Chapter one, take two, two. Nice. Nice. Hey. <laughs> You're so cute. I love you. I love you. I don't know you, but I want you all the more for that. Words fall through me and always fool me, and I can't react. Can't, can't. <laughs> Aims that never amount to more than they're meant will play themselves out. I forgot the rhythm. Ooh, take this sinking boat <laughs> and so point it home. We Funny. I reckon that's good. That's good. Great. Welcome. Uh, kia ora koutou, everyone. Welcome to Chapter 1, Take 2, the podcast where we read a book, watch the film, and discuss the adaptation. My name is Maddie. I'm Brianna. And I don't know if you could tell it up. Maybe you could from that uh, rendition of the song Falling Slowly. Is that what it's called? Yes. I'm going to say that. Yes. That seems right. Um, this week. Sorry about that. Oh, that's right, darling. Uh, we're in our own home. Relax. Take a load off. We are doing something special um, rather than a book to film adaptation. We're co- doing a film to stage yeah, adaptation. Yeah, we're going a film to stage adaptation. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's a great idea. So um, we currently live in Otatahi Christchurch and we saw, um, are we going to name the theatre? Yeah. We saw <laughs> once. The musical as performed by the wonderful and talented actors at the Court Theatre in Otatahi Christchurch. Yes. Um, based off the... Once the musical yeah, was performed by the people in the film. Well, once <laughs> is a... It's not a... The film isn't a musical. It's considered a musical. But they don't break out into dance or anything. I feel like there's, uh, there needs to be sub-genres of musical film. Uh, I think it's called, considered a jukebox. Ju- jukebox. Jukebox musical. No, that's not true. Because across the universe, they break into song and the um dance and stuff. I don't think the this is a this is highly realistic. Okay. This, like the, all like right. there's all, all the right. contexts in which they're singing are appropriate. They're but in- they sing in the movie. It's not just like a normal score. So it it is a, it's definitely a kind of musical. yeah yeah yeah. Well, you, but you feel what I'm saying. I feel what you're saying. Are you looking it up? A jukebox musical is a stage musical or a musical film in which a majority of the songs are well-known popular music songs rather than original music for musicals about a musician or a musical act. But that's not true at all because Once is an original score. Technically, the songs were written and performed before the film. I didn't know that. I thought they were written for the film. 
They were written for the film, but they were written for before the performed before the film. There was a bit of controversy uh, with the o- Oscars. But for musicals about a musician or musical act, which is kind of what this is, mm. some of the song, songs can be diegetic. So some of the songs are diegetic. I, I would say it's pretty close to... Um, to a jukebox musical, or it could be considered a review. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. So, for those of you who mm, don't really know, Once uh, was released in 2007 um, in Ireland. Um, Do you know what other movies were released that year that it was competing with for Oscar? What? Shrek the Third. That movie's also... trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and also Enchanted. They're all very different, though. Yeah. But Shrek the Third, like... But I'm very in love with Enchanted. Yeah. Yeah, but Enchanted's great. Like, that's... Yeah. For, for Enchanted is... For what it is, it's great. Like, what it's... What, what the oh, story is I think also August Rush came out this year as well. Yeah. I don't know. This is a big year. I've never seen August Rush. Neither have I. Um, great. For the listeners who have not... Yeah, it did. ...watched the film or seen the stage production... Do you want to give a brief summary other than what it says on IMDb? A modern day musical about a busker and an immigrant and their eventful week in Dublin as they write, rehearse and record songs that tell their love story. That's incredibly brief. Yeah, it is. Um, So, girl meets guy rather than guy meets girl, I'd say. Yes, definitely. Um, While he's busking outside at night and they have a little conversation and... um, they basically agree to continue their relationship via the medium of the fact that he is a Hoover repairman. Indeed. Indeed, And yes. she has a Hoover that needs repairing. Yes. And then they kind of start building a sort of friendship slash, like, potentially romantic relationship. Uh, would you say they're kind of flirty? They are definitely very flirty. Very naturally flirty, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, we find out that he, Guy, meets his, Guy writes his songs about a girl who used, he used to be in love with, who he used to be with, but she has left him yeah. and also slept with someone else. And we also find out throughout the story that Girl has a child and um, the husband is back in... The Czech? The Czech. Republic. The Czech Republic. Um, uh, but she is married. They're, and they're still, like, together, I guess, but they're just separated. Yeah. And, um, and it's never really gone into any more detail than that. That's all that we So get. here's something that diverges. I would say in the film, he sort of is very subtly pushed or it's suggested by girl that he should chase after his girl, his other girl. Yeah. She says you should go to London. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like he comes to that decision more on his own. When he's reflecting on the, on the videos. Footage. Yeah, the old yeah. footage. Yeah. Um, and in the musical, I would say she is the entire instigator of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, they put a CD together uh, of all of his songs and she sings backup vocals. And she and helps, helps find write the musicians and write some of the lyrics. And then um, they don't get together at the end. He goes to London slash New York. Um, to chase after his ex-girlfriend and her husband comes back into the picture. Yeah. But he buys her a piano before then. Yeah, which is really lovely. And you said it really well that at the end of the film, it felt like the story of two people who meet and in a different reality or timeline, they could have been together, but some people come 
into your life to just be friends. Whereas the musical ended and it was like, what did you say? You said it really well. Like what, the, there was, it didn't feel that way at the end of the musical. It felt like. It felt like um, when I watched the musical, it felt like the musical didn't know how it wanted to end. Oh, yeah. Like, um, oh, I know what you're saying. Okay, so I felt like the musical, the film, was this this statement about chance and serendipity and timing and how people come into your life and sometimes they're just meant to be your friend. Like, it seems like they could be the one, but it doesn't work out. Yeah. It just, it you know, life, life didn't write that path for you. Yeah. Uh, but the musical uh, on the stage was more like very mournful and lamenting that reality. It was it was it was sad about it rather than kind of bittersweet. Yes, I agree. I agree, and it was also so it was very unclear. Mm. And for those who hadn't seen the film. It was up to you to decide whether or not he did go on the plane and leave for London or if he went back. Like, I felt like it was unclear whether or not he went. I feel like the film says that he goes. Oh, definitely. I'm saying, I'm saying oh, the, oh, the play. The play, yeah. How do you want me to refer to each so you know? I know. Because I, 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 I said the film. When I was pouring the champagne, I was like, this is going to get confusing. Yeah. I'm going to say the film f- and stage and show. And musical. Yeah. Or, yeah. Musical stage show for me is the play. Yeah. And then film. Film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. So, Girl is played by Makita Erglova. Erglova. Uh, Guy is played by Glenn Hansard. They wrote the lyrics and the music for the show. Um, they're basically the main people. They're, In the film. Yeah. There, there aren't... As many side characters. Yeah, and the side characters don't really have that big of a part. They're, they're literally there to kind of fill in the background. Yeah. Um, the bank guy does play the guitar and sing a song, but it's a much smaller interaction. Yeah, it's a much smaller interaction. Um, it was directed by John Carney, who uh, Bree and I really love his other films that he's directed. Begin Again uh, with Kieran Knightley and Hulkman. Uh, <laughs> it was really good. And also... Uh, Sing Street. We really like that as well. Yeah. What's Hulk Man's name? He's so famous. We love oh, him. Oh, it's, it's right there. Yeah, we love him in um, 13. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. He's so famous now. I I <sighs> loved him in uh, Just Like Heaven with... Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I watched that movie so many times. Yeah. I also watched 13 Going on 30. So many, many times. times. Yeah, some trivia. Bob Dylan was such a big fan of the film that he arranged to have the two leads, Glenn and Makita, open for him um, on part of his world tour, uh, which is really cool. Marketa Iglova. Makita? What? No, Marketa Iglova. Yeah, very good. Marketa Iglova. Yeah, Marketa. I said it right. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to look it up. Iglova was the one I was less sure about. Um, the budget was a minor. $150,000 and worldwide they have grossed over 20 million so it was a very good investment yeah. and it has paid off 
very well. And I, and that would exclude probably the rights that they made by selling the rights to the musical adaptation as well. Yeah, no, it was a very good... But And that's what I really like about this, because you and I debate this all the time, right? We have all these ideas, and we want to do all these projects, and we never back ourselves as much as we should. Like, the filming of this film, like the camera work, sorry, is quite um, very much like a documentary in the sense that it's quite wobbly and it's not you know and you can see like boom mics and reflections of things and sometimes characters are stirring something when it's incredibly apparent that there's nothing in the pot (laughs) and it's like it doesn't matter because the story is still really good yeah and it and and we were talking to another friend about this the other day like she was agreeing with us that she doesn't care how beautiful the film is for her it's all about the character development and the storytelling and Mm. i feel like I'll watch a shitty visual film with a good story much easier than I'll watch a pretty film with no story. Yeah. Cause you, you like, yeah, you'll just, it's, it's, Ooh, is it, is that like an analogy for how depending on someone's personality, if they're, um, if they've got a shitty personality, they kind of become uglier as you get to know them. And if they've got a great personality, they only become more attractive. I guess, but I also think, like, there are films that I could sit down and watch. Like, I'll watch Twilight anytime. I'm not... But that's so true. But you're not watching that... Like, it both is visually good, but it's also... It's not that it's a bad story. It's it's the... You have to be willing to buy into the type of story that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I think it's... I think it's more complicated than that, because... But I love oversimplifying you know, things. Yeah. I say yes, things you to you all the time, and you're like, I think it's more complicated than that, Maddie. And I'm like, uh, broad sweeping generalizations are lo- sort of my thing. I love broad sweeping generalizations. It's literally how I categorize the world yeah. and how I understand things. Yeah. Two um, times is a pattern. Isn't that right, baby? Two times. If something happens two times, especially within a short amount of time, it's likely to happen a third time, which is then a pattern. So I'm preempting the pattern. Ooh, that itself is a broad generalization. Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I am often right. Okay, so we saw. How would you rate the first? How would you rate the stage adaptation as an adaptation of the film? Three. Harsh. I thought the musical, and this is no commentary. Like I want to um, prefix what I've said. The Pre- preface. Preface. Prefix. Uh, I want to preface what I say the actors uh, particularly the musical talent of the actors was wonderful but I was so bored watching the stage show I was I in my mind I was like who cares like in what world has this woman walked up to this guy and i didn't even know that he was busking for a while because i i for those who hadn't seen the film you don't have all that context and so i'm like she is walking up to him so confidently why does she give a shit about who she is who he is sorry what yeah i was just looking at the actors um who played in the court so amy straker played girl She's very talented. Love her. She's in so many things. We loved her in the vibrator play. Yeah. Definitely did. Yeah. 
And the guy's also in everything as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's in quite a bit. Yeah. But it was a different dynamic, right? Because girl in the film is a young mum. And she's more like the kind of woman who... Brie and I know this person. She's traveled a lot. She socializes really easily because that's how she's created communities in the different places she's been to. Mm. But it's very much like a a casual, like, help me out kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas the court show, she's just this, well, you described it, it's a manic, manic pixie, pixie dream girl. girl. Yeah. And it's like, that woman isn't real. And it's not, okay, we shouldn't say the court show. It's the Broadway musical. Um, because I think she's written that way in the Broadway musical. Well, that's dumb. That's dumb. Yeah. And that's not real. I didn't like it either. And I don't like... Sorry, we're a little burpy. I'm a little burpy because we're drinking champagne. Because why the champagne hell not? on a Sunday night. Um, so... Um, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is defined by Wikipedia as a female character that exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. And that's exactly how I would describe yeah. um, girl. girl as portrayed in the stage musical. Um, and I don't, I don't get that vibe as much from the film. And I think it's because... Not at all. She's just like... Oh, you're real good. Like, I feel like we could be friends. Um, she obviously cares about music. Yeah. But she also keeps him at much more of an arm's length in a different way. There's also the different, like, the different context of in the beginning of the film. She comes up to him at nighttime and she's like, why haven't I heard you sing this song during the daytime? I see you play all the time during the day. And he's like, I need to make money. I play songs that people know so that they give me money. And it's like... She's this person that... He's this person that she knows? Yeah. Like, whereas in the stage show, from my perspective, it just seemed like she was seeing him from the first time and was so taken by his song that she just had to talk to him. I like that she gives him a 10-cent piece as well in the film. Yeah. And I like that it's really clear that he's busking in the film as well. Like, I didn't... I didn't feel like that was clear in the stage show. It's kind of like what I... If I was directing it, what I would have done to demonstrate that he was busking was rather than just have him standing alone on the stage, as I would do more of a, not the energy of the Beauty and the Beast opening scene with the villagers, but definitely more like hustle, like people, people kind of walking by, maybe ignoring him. Like it can still be very like depressed, you know, um, recession Dublin, but they just need, there was just the two of them. And I wanted it to be like, he was singing and maybe he wasn't being paid that much attention and uh, people are walking probably slowly and then she stops and she's the only one who has stopped and is watching and he keeps singing and maybe then he's getting louder and then the people walk off stage and then they're left the only two when he finishes the song. Mm. To me, I feel like that's such a stronger connection. Yeah, I agree. And I also think... Boom! Right there! (laughs) I didn't like the way... um, that she just has, I have a vacuum cleaner right here, and then it gets rolled onto stage. Like, I didn't that like that. That was, like, comedic. That was so cheesy. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that the reason once the movie was so popular is because of how naturalistic it was. Some of their uh, scenes were actually ad-lib. They were improvised. And, um... It was great! 
uh, Hoover Fixer Sucker Guy was an improvised song that they weren't originally going to include in the film, but then the oh, director loved it so, so much. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Broken hearted Hoover Fixer Sucker Guy. Well, it's so clever. It's so fun. Because he ends up in, he's calling himself a sucker, which yeah. is someone who gets like um, tricked or used, which he didn't realize he was by his ex. But it's obviously a play on words. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's great. So I say three because I feel like the heart, what you often say about critiques, the heart of the film was missing entirely from the stage show that we saw. It was a completely different energy, which meant that I I had no... I was bored watching it, to be honest. And then in the film, I was like, this is fucking cute. Yeah. It's fucking cute as shit. So that's why I say three. Um, I'd like to say something. Okay. I feel like... Um... <clears throat> we got the film that we got because it only had $150,000. I know! Which I'm so happy about! And and I think that it shows because it was clearly a labor of love. Everyone there 100%. wanted to be there, believed in it, and was willing to work with it to make it what it was. Yeah. And because of that, you get something so innovative and creative and interesting because everybody cared about the project. Like, yep. um, a lot, like, they used only natural lighting to cut down on costs. They filmed in actors and set and crew people's um, houses to cut down on costs. Um, Marquetta Erglova cooked all of the food for the party scene. Like, it was just, it was like, a, it almost was like a family thing. And what we got out of the stage musical is exactly what happens when money yeah. gets put behind um, a project like this. It becomes so commercial. Yeah, it gets real shiny. And I think also people were like, well, musicals are punchy and they're super overdramatic and you got to play big. But I don't think so. Like, I feel like stage theater has definitely typically been done um, in a bigger way because... The audience can't see your face as close, so you have to you have to p- play your emotions bigger to get them to come across. Mm. But that doesn't mean that no one has tried to do naturalistic theater. I mean, look at Fleabag. Yeah, hundred percent. That's um, just one woman on a stage with other sound effects, and she just sits there. Yeah, and it's it's it's. It, I would say it's very naturalistic, yeah. and you can do intimate productions like that. I I would say that the court, I, not the court, the um ones should have been like uh even a smaller cast maybe two to five people yeah and um with people playing multiple roles and done in just small theaters like in a black box setting and you sell fewer tickets but then you get to create that intimate relationship and it should feel and i would say it would be even interesting if it was one of those things where it was more improvised i was reading one of the study guy and a study guy before the film uh or for the stage musical that the uh choreographer didn't choreograph the movements until he met the actors and worked with them and made all the choreography an extension of their natural physical characteristics and how they present themselves, Mm. which made it more realistic on stage. And I, and I feel like the whole musical needed that vibe. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also wish that big shows would give audiences more credit. Like I feel like a lot of the time in these bigger shows, like when she pulls on the vacuum cleaner right away, it's like a cheap laugh. Like it's black magic is something that we kind of call it an improv where it's like, you're getting that joke at the expense of better storytelling. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought happened. And it, and it, for me, if someone is focused and is doing something softly and quietly and it's beautiful. People will focus 
on a pinhead to be a part of it. You don't have to shout in their faces to get them to engage in something. And, and levels are important. And while this the stage show does have, you know, the drama and a bit of the comedy, it, it just felt fake and silly compared to the real life that the film portrayed. Yeah. And I just wish that they had slowed down and, like, you can connect with something. It doesn't have to be, you know? Yeah, like, I compare the conversation that Guy has with Girl after they finished the CD and it's, like, early in the morning and he's, like, come back to mine and she says, no, because if we come back to yours, we're going to have hanky-panky. And, like, they both admit that they're attracted to each other. Yeah, 100%. And that they'd want to do that. And I compare that with the conversation that Guy and Girl have in this in the stage show. Yeah. Where he's like, I met you five days ago and you've completely changed my life. And I know I wrote these songs for this other girl, but when I sing them, I sing them for you now. It's like so melodramatic and yeah. so over the top. Yeah. Um, and that's not really how people speak. Yeah. And, and, and in other musicals, with other musical songs, it makes sense. But with the music, the way that it's written, the heartfelt, honest, raw emotion oh, yeah, exactly. of exactly. the music, it just doesn't match up. Yeah. Like, I have seen... I have no idea... Why this musical won so many other fucking Tonys? Well, we... What did we see? Oh, no, it was this. We came out of the show and we, you know... Uh, um, ruminated on it and discussed it. And then we read a review. And reviews are an interesting thing, right? Because often they're either paid or given free tickets from the theatre um, to, you know, come along. And they often say... Th- positive things and it's to help sell more tickets which is why you get a reviewer in so they don't they don't really go like what reviewers do is what i've noticed is they say all the things that they like and you don't know what they're leaving out for things that they didn't like you know well i wouldn't say that's true of all reviewers because i found some honest reviews of once and i'm sure some people did like it and maybe in the mix of that year once was a standout musical but i just don't think it's a standout musical overall like yeah. put it up against other tony award winners and i think it's totally. gonna lose every totally. time the story just the story as told in the stage musical just isn't that interesting yeah and it's it's exactly like what you said like beauty and the beast as a stage show i have seen m- 10 times like a lot like i'm a disney fan and uh, I've seen it in different levels of, like, I've seen it at quite big theatres and quite small theatres. But it works because it's like the story has magic woven into it. And it is kind of an absurd premise. And so to sing big musical numbers makes sense. And it's like the overflow of emotion. But when you're watching a film that has these more subtle realism tones... That overflow of emotion doesn't make sense. Like, we talked about this when we saw the stage show that we felt the songs were just kind of pushed in there rather than them being the um, outcome of that overflow of emotion. But when you watch the film, all the, the music makes so much more sense because you see them, like, I think in the film they're going to this dinner party to find other musicians to help record. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And it's like they're all singing... And everyone takes turns singing a different... Like, that's what you do to pay for the food. You sing a song 
And so the song makes more sense. Yeah. But on the stage show, it just didn't seem... They just people... And they, and they sung beautifully, but they just stood there singing a song with no context. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like... I... I feel like this show would have done so much better in a, in a theater the size of a little Andromeda. Like, really intimate, very close-knit. About 100 people. Yeah. Compared to 400 people. And I feel like you could do it with so little. Yeah. You could have, like, three cast members. Or five. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, I don't think you need a lot of set to convey the story. No, you just need talented musicians and singers. Like, a couple of mics, and you could pretend, like... Especially in a, in a, in a, in a stage... Like Little Andromeda, you could pretend like the tech guy is the recording booth guy. Yeah. And, and communicate with him. Like, it, it would be so cute. And we've seen shows setting. do that. Yeah. Who talk to the tech guy. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I don't know. Are, are we just feeling this way? Because that's the environment that we'd prefer to perform in? No, I would love to perform on the court theater. <laughs> you haven't given your rating yet of the adaptation. Um, She's thinking. Come on. Well, I was going to give it a zero. <laughs> you said my three was harsh. I know. I just really hated it. I but really you said my it. three was harsh. I know. You can give it a zero. Nothing happens if you give it a zero. I'll give it a one because, like, they technically follow the same story. Well, how did you say my three was harsh? Was it harsh I for me? I think I was thinking five, but then the more that I was, like, recalling the I know. I was That's like, right. No, the more we were it. talking about. That's why I was thinking. I was like, it... It wasn't like, because we were watching the film and Bree said, this could be one of my all time favorite movies because it is just nice. And the relationship between guy and girl, I hate girl as the term. She's an adult woman, but there's no equivalent. There's boy and girl, but there's no guy and, oh, there'd be gal, but no one says that. So the thing is... Is like in the in after you watch a stage musical, you have this impression that. <laughs> Sorry. No, I know, I know, I'm jumping, but like, you have this impression that guy and girl are going to go on to lead really mediocre, unfulfilled lives. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes and yes. when you watch the film, yes. you don't feel that way. No, you feel like they've made the. You feel like either choice would have been the right choice. But they've made the choice and they're content with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the difference in the taste it leaves in your mouth. I totally agree with you. And it, when the stage show ended, we looked at our friends who we'd come with, and all four of us were confused that it had ended. And it, we, we were like, "Oh, it's over." We were like, "Is that it?" What? Okay, sure. Whereas when the film ends, you're like, "Yes, I see what you're saying here. I see what you've done, and I, I appreciate appreciate what you're saying." Yeah. Yeah. So how would you rate the film in and of itself? Oh, I loved it. Eight. Eight? Eight. Yeah. I thought it was great. I would, I say seven, but only because I'm quite over just like uh, white, white white heteronormative rom-coms. Like I, I really do love the non-traditional ending where they're not together and I do love the fact that they never sleep together they don't even kiss yeah and I, I love that when he initially is like let's have sex the first night they meet she just says fuck off and leaves yeah <laughs> I love that so good uh yeah I really appreciate that but I also enjoy that she doesn't hold it against him you know 
No. Like, it's not a big deal. She's just like, all right, if, if you're sorry, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I really like the film. And I, from the opening scene, both of us were a little bit um, apprehensive because of the stage show. But we within a minute, we were like, oh, yes, this is, we like this. We're here for this. Like, it was so different. So I feel like um, the film is how the breakup ends. And this stage show is if 13 Going on 30 had ended when um, Matt marries Wendy. Yeah. And that's all that happens. And she just cries and she's sad. And they're both... Everyone's unhappy. Everyone's unhappy. Everyone loses, even though they could just be together. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Wonderful. No, I, I really love the film because to me it reinforces in my mind that obviously if I just had $150,000... Um, just I could make a movie, but it's like, I love that it is genuinely roots based art. Like they made it for them and it was a a labor of love and it's like, it's both unfortunate, but also great that it's become so commercial because, you know, they went from a hundred, a budget of $150,000 to making over $20 million and they... It's it's weird to say they deserve that money because I always think about all of the things that are made easier by being white and straight and able-bodied and everything like that. But also, like, their work was very good. And it's good that they got that acknowledgement and they did it on their own terms kind of thing. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know we're white. Oh, sorry. Sometimes I am sorry for being white. The history of white people was terrible. Yeah, but it's not really, like, useful to feel sorry for being white. It's just useful to... Be better. To be better. You having fun patting my hair? Yeah. Good. What else do you want to need to shower. I need to shower way more often than I do. No, I don't agree with that. Do I smell? You smell like deodorant. That's right. Yeah, that's fine. That's acceptable. So it's a bit cold at the moment um, in New Zealand. It got down to negative five last night, which I know, like, Brie and I lived in North Dakota and Brie's from Alaska, so that's not even that cold. That's Celsius, negative five degrees. But when we went to bed, I was telling Dad about this today, we had the heat pump left on uh, at about 16 degrees to keep the house at a good temperature, and we had an electric blanket on top of the bed. We both were wearing our onesies, and we had hot water bottles. And I woke up, and I was like, I'm so hot! Yeah, but I felt so good like the night before my shoulders just couldn't get warm and I was like I'm fucking not doing that again I felt so dehydrated when I woke up yeah it's nice to be warm though of course it's lovely to be warm we're very very lucky and privileged very privileged um I don't know if I have anything else to say I know I was just thinking about that I know this is like a short episode but like I think I've said it all like yeah it's a sweet romance, it's sweet and naturalistic, and I enjoyed it, and the film is funny without being obvious, and the stage musical is obvious without being funny. Oh, snap! Snap, son! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, it's been shown that... Theaters... Showing. Does showing have two syllables in it? Showing? <laughs> Rude. Sorry. Sean? Sean. It's been shown. Shown. It's been shown that. That's not how I say it. Brianna? 
is a grandma. That's not grandma. Well, I mean, what are your accent? What? Well, don't. Shown. Don't, don't do that. Shown. How's this? Shown. Shown. Like scone. Like scone. But let me finish like my comment. Do you want to bone? Do you want to bone, dear? Naughty, darling. Anyway. Sorry. Now, what I was saying was... Ah, yes. Theatre needs to take more, quote, bunny ears risks. Because they're not risks. Like... Hamilton reinvigorated Broadway when Brie and I saw Hedwig and the Angry Inch that season had to be extended because it was so popular like stop putting on these shows yeah once was garbage like just and like, invest in something better it was just so disappointing because I remember I The Lion King was oh the my first God. musical that I ever saw that, on stage what a treat I know, right? Like, it was incredible. Setting the bar very high. Yeah. And I was like, if, if this is what all musicals are like, this is where I, I, I need to be. And, and I feel like I've been lucky. Like, I've seen The Lion King and Wicked and Matilda oh, and God. Sweeney Todd and The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And so, like, in I general, I've also Miss, seen Evi- Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins and yeah. Evi- And, like, in general, a lot of the musicals I've been like, oh, this is, you know, this is why we go to the theater. This is so good. And yeah. then I came out of once and I was like, yeah. Oh, this is what happens in an off year. I was excited for once, and I think that's what made I mean, it... I guess we were disappointed with Anastasia as well. But that's because I'm a child. But also, yes. I like Rasputin as a character. I like the magical element. I didn't want there to be an army cheat. Like, that's too real. <laughs> it's in my mind. I don't want to know about murder. Yeah. I haven't seen Phantom, but I... Or, I only or, want to know about murder oh, no, if I... Sweetie Todd is doing it. I have seen Mary Poppins. What am I talking about? What did I really like? I loved Matilda. Yeah. Oh my god, Wicked. So good. Great musical. Such that's that is a musical. Like oh. Oh That's the way that Maddie says, That is a film. When we watched Marriage Story, Maddie was like, That is a film. Yeah. Great. You know, okay. Twilight's just a movie, but that was a film. It's a good film. I think I think that's it. I think that's all we've got to say. Wonderful. Again, again, like we just want to emphasize that um, the stage, uh, the set of the of Once at the Court was beautiful. The lighting was beautiful. The actors were very talented. So talented. The, the musicians were so talented. It was a wonderful man. The choreography was wonderful. It's just it's just the musical we didn't like. Yeah, it's just it's just the stage it's show. Just the musical. Yeah, like it just doesn't work. Yeah, love the music. It's just all the bits in between. <laughs> there was this really talented person who played, I think, four different instruments. And I was like, man, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next week we'll be covering Whale, Whale Rider. Rider. Which, if you're not from... Aotearoa, and you're not familiar with it, it is a New Zealand film, an Aotearoa film, um, about a young Māori girl mm. who is struggling uh, with being a woman and being... Wahine. Yeah, being wahine. And being... Um, and, and, and being... Ex- like, she should be technically taking over as, like, the leader of her iwi, but can't because she's a woman yeah 
um, and is dealing is dealing with that. And then it's also about um, the relationship that Morty have with the sea and their sea god, um, and with the environment and um, the effects of colonialism on oh, their interaction with the land. It's it's a really lovely book. It's, mm. I'm sure Again, it'll be a lovely film. Yes. So Whale Rider stars Keisha Castle Hughes, who then went on to be in a Star Wars film, I believe. Well, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. She kind of looks like my cousin Kate. She also went on to be in... Yeah, she was in Star Wars Revenge of the Clones. And I'm pretty sure she was in something else. She was in Red Dog. Yeah, she was in Game of Thrones. I remember seeing her there. That's neat. Legend of the Seeker. What's this? Getting real distracted now. Yes, we are. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I'm sorry it was so brief, but I hope it was still fun. Yeah, I hope it was still all good. Um, We're trying something new just with this film to stage. If we have the opportunity to cover any more things like this, like if Matilda comes back... Um, and you guys like this, well, you know, it doesn't really matter if you guys like it because I really like it. So yeah, we'll probably we'll, do more we'll stuff like do this it anyway. um, if the opportunity arises. Yeah, yeah. Great. Cool. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, chapter1take2 at outlook.com, ch1tk2. We have a Patreon. Uh, yeah, that's all the admin. I hope you are well and being kind to yourself and to others. Until next time. Bye! Boya. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yes.